Welcome to my podcast, Sip and Sala, where we lift the lid, spill the tea on all things marriage, womanhood, and motherhood. So let's sip some tea and pray we get through another day of this shit. Welcome back to another episode of Sip and Sala. As you all probably know at this point, my name's Aaliyah and you all probably know me from Sala Socials. If it's not from Sala Socials, it's probably from at underscore Aaliyah Sala, one of the pages. I almost feel like, or you probably know me as the old boob girl because a reel that I posted went viral to like 10 million people in four days and now the whole world is talking about me and my breasts. So yeah, I love that. But if you don't know me, welcome back to Sip and Sala. My name is Aaliyah and we're here to just spill the tea. We're here to talk about all the things that most people don't talk about and I don't know, just be our true honest selves. I feel like sometimes when I watch podcasts that I enjoy, although I enjoy them, they're not really talking about what I'd like them to talk about. It's just generic shit. So today's episode is called High School Dropout. I don't know why, but when I say that, I think beauty school dropout. Like, but maybe I shouldn't because I'll get sued. So yeah, but it's called High School Dropout. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Why is she talking about high school at a big age? But I truly believe that experience shapes you, curbs you, and stays with you for the rest of your life, no matter how good or bad it was. And maybe I'm being dramatic. I don't know. I don't know. But I do feel like it's a much more... Hmm, what's the right word? emotional and mental journey than just purely education I don't really think that people emphasize on that I mean you hear people talk about all the time like oh I was bullied at school and it wasn't really easy for me but if if they weren't bullied at school how was it for you anyway do you know what I mean I feel like correct me if I'm wrong there's two ways that most people look at school. There's like those who like think, actually, I think there's three ways. There's like those who go there for the social, just the, just the socialization, which is me. Those who go there thinking that they're going to be Albert Einstein. And then there's those who go there who really believe like that they're, they're, they're going to learn. They're going to be the smartest. They're going to be the best. And I just, I just don't know if I've ever met anyone who's like a bit of all three. I never gone there, but like I said, I was there to purely socialise. Me, I hated school. You couldn't pay me to go back one day there, and it's not as though I was like severely bullied. But then I sometimes I think about it, right? Sometimes I think about it, and I'm like, wait, I wasn't part of the cool kids, but I wasn't part of the like of like the, the kids who got hella bullied. But the reason why I say hella bullied is because. Like, you know, people just do horrible stuff to those kids. I feel like the only reason why that never happened to me is because I just beat everybody up. I'll be honest. I beat them all up. I, I just thought, listen, I don't even want to be part of your clique, but you're not about to bully me. And I remember actually going back, like, even primary school. I went to a primary school and I went from being the only, I say black girl. I know some black girls or black people may be like, you're not black because you're mixed race. But in my opinion, I'm. I identify with the majority of who I am, which is half black. The others are a quarter. So to me, I'm black. Anyone who wants to dispute it, I'm not listening. <laughs> but 
Um, I remember going to my second primary school, right? Being the only one, the only kid in a primary school who was black. It was like, people didn't really bully me because I was black back then. It was more like they just assumed that I was extremely aggressive, extremely hardcore, extremely ghetto. Like, I just must have been. It's, it's a given because I'm black, right? And I must have this really big black dad who's going to come and fight everybody. Little did they know that it's an absolute disgrace. But again, you've probably heard that on Daddy Issue, so we'll, we'll skip past that. But... What was really strange is, like I said, I didn't really like school. So I went to a few schools, not out of choice, because they didn't want me to sit there anymore. Fine. Do what you want to do, Brenda. I really don't care. I felt bad for my mum. I felt bad that I was putting my mum through that. However, me, while I was being excluded, expelled, whatever, and moved around, I was just seeing it as like, I got three weeks off. I got four weeks off, whatever. Like, I hated school. And not because I couldn't understand or I was lacking any intellectuality. Inter lacking any lacking any anything intellectually i just couldn't stand this idea of like you go there and like you know what it is you respect your elders of course right but it almost felt like a, a god fearing thing like you'd walk in and these teachers almost wanted to leave an impact just by their presence nobody's going to make me feel that way honey you better sit down in the same seat you got to sit every day and i'll sit in mine and that's just that Maybe I got an issue. Maybe I had an issue. I don't know. But I just, you know, some people are like, oh, Miss Miss Watson's here. Oh, shh, Miss Miss, I don't know, bloody Miss Rachel. I don't really know, right? But they're like, oh, this person's here. I'm just like, I don't know if my mind was too far forward because I used to think, well, Miss Rachel, you know, Mr. Walker, whatever. They're just like me and you. But they've grown up. Like, eventually, we're going to do that, whether we choose to be teachers or not. That's the way I saw it. So I think that just naturally... We rubbed. Me and the teachers. <laughs> we rubbed. But, like I said, I went to a second... I went to a second primary school. Well, like, it was like a third or fourth primary school. But it was the only primary school I've ever been in where there was another black person. So there was me and this one other black girl. But she is... um, I think she's full Caribbean, so... You know, there was a clear difference in complexion, but in my eyes, I saw her as very much the same. However, she taught me a lot about parts of myself that I didn't even know because obviously she had a Caribbean mom and a Caribbean dad, and although they were separate, you know, I, I had a white mom, you know, so the person who was doing my parenting for the majority of the time could only teach me what she knew, and let's be realistic, she don't know much about the Caribbean other than what she's learnt from my dad, do you know what I mean? So anyway... When I went to that school, that's when I really started to experience things like, you know, racial slurs, things like, like all the, all the white boys would say like we had mustaches just because we were black. Like, and I remember she said this thing and, and God bless her. I don't believe it to this day, but I thought you're a thug. Your mum must have told you that and you're a thug. She used to say, we've got bigger lips so the sun catches our top lip quicker. But that is just like, she was like, what, 11 years old? Like... I remember standing there thinking, the math ain't mathing, but because I would not, have, I would have just beat them up. Like, do you know what I mean? So anyway, let's skip. We left that school for no reason of my own, purely because I was going to high school. And this is why we're talking about this. I feel like you've got two ways to be. 
No, three ways I said, didn't I? Three ways to be. You're going to be the introvert who just wants to go and get an education. You're going to be the extrovert who's the class clown who's constantly getting removed. Or you're going to be the one that's like the social butterfly, the one that's able to academically hit or, you know, just about anyway, you know, sit between the A and the C and still be the popular one. And I just wasn't. I'll be honest. I just wasn't. I think... Maybe it's because of, I don't know, I don't know what it was. Because I feel like you guys may look at me and be like, what, I would think you'd be the cool girl. And maybe some people who may went to school with me may watch this and be like, no, Aaliyah, you were definitely the cool girl. But I definitely was not. And I feel like now I'm thinking about it, actually, I'm like, wait, my high school was really out the way. I grew up from a very humble background in a two-bedroom masonette. I didn't ever tell anyone this, but where I went to school was... um more of a middle class area and i do feel like now i'm thinking about it the social ones the the social butterflies the popular ones i just no i, I wasn't carrying a michael paul michael calls or paul's boutique bag you know what i mean so they were just like nah this girl's rough but skip past that that experience alone right for as long as it's gonna last is so damaging i don't know why we go to school and we feel that it's fine to like pick apart people because they're not what you've seen before or what you're familiar with or what your parents are familiar with and but it happens like i, I I've, I've been on a bus like years ago obviously but on, and you hear these children be so vile about one person and you're just like now i'm grown i'm like you have no idea how much you're going to change that person's life by your uneducated opinions or your unsolicited opinions and I just remember feeling like when I was in school like you know I was like although yeah I was like I, I kind of feel like I was on the midst of being bullied but I would not let anyone bully me I would literally beat everyone up I'll fight you I'll fight your father like anyone you're not going to bully me that's that I'd rather lose a fight than you bully me that was obviously the wrong approach. I don't support that. Anyone watching this who is in school age, please don't fight. However, me, I just fought my way out of it. And luckily, I survived and I kind of went under the radar a little bit. However, I just couldn't, I think I just couldn't get my head around the social expectation of normality. Like, what I mean by that is, like, we were just expected to, like, one day go from like doing paintings as our actual work you know you're not really doing anything to like this full-blown education i'm meant to deal with being a male deal with being a female deal with you know whatever my life is at home come here fit in and if i don't fit in still be happy because if I'm not happy, I don't want to be here. And if I'm not here, then I'm losing education. And when I'm losing education, I'm struggling to learn when I'm in the education. Like, wait, where were the responsible adults? Like, it's, it's crazy when you think about it. And I ended up in a school. Long story short, I got removed from that school. And I ended up going to, I can't remember what they call it. We call it a naughty school. And it was basically like an old church where they just put, I'm going to call them rejects because I was part of it. And that's what they made us feel like. Like all the rejects that no school wanted to um, accept. They just put us in there. Now I think about it. As a grown woman with children, I'm like, wait. That was basically like a halfway house for us. 
There's people smashing down doors. You're like, your daughter, Sarah, right? She's walking into school, having her free piece of toast at the breakfast club. Me, I'm going in, people smoking weed at the gates. He's kicking down the door. I don't feel like I fit into that. Like, like what? Like, I, I just... But then, as I, I had to stay there, that was where I had to be. They kept me there. They said, that's where you're going to school. And they, we didn't even learn school, I swear to you. The only thing they tried to teach me, which I refused, was how to make cheese on toast in the microwave. That should be illegal. But the girl who tried, I cannot remember the name, her name for the life of me, but I will never forget the impact that she had on me because she was never trying to teach me. But... I remember speaking to more of these people, watching more of these people, actually becoming friends with some of these people. And I just remember thinking, these are such scarred, trauma children. And we've all just been chucked in a box, like, over here. The hours were, like, nine till two. It's not even schooling hours. You're, like, you're not even trying to teach us. But then I was thinking back, like, wait, what? What has that taught the kids that I went to school with? Like, I found myself almost being like COVID, you know. I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I found myself feeling like everybody wants to claim they've had me because, come on, it's a social, you know, I've, oh, I've got, you know. But then, equally, nobody wants to touch me. That's what I felt like all the kids were like, oh, Aaliyah, I know Aaliyah. Mm, don't really, not really friends with Aaliyah, you know. And I... I remember not being as deep into the hole as the other children in, in, in the naughty school. So I was able to watch them from more of a stable mindset. And I remember thinking, if I do anything with myself and my life, it will be to share this. And I never made this profile or this podcast to share this. And I never actually thought that this podcast was going to lead down there. I didn't think we were going to get into the whole naughty school. However, we're here and I'm going to share it. And I do think we as adults, them as adults back then, and the future adults, the children we're raising, we need to raise them better. Because why are we teaching our kids like, you know, does, does Alex eat his fruit? Yep, yeah, be friends with Alex, you know. I don't be friends with them because they're always they've always got holes in their shoes. Like, come the come, bro. Like, who are we creating? Like, and and also, you know what's worse? It's not even who you're creating. It's what you're doing to someone else. Like, I I can't get over it. And and I just wish that we could like scrap the whole fitting in because now, especially in the world of TikTok, there's young girls who follow me and they're like, I really want to be like you. And I'm like, please don't, don't be like me. Like, watch me learn from me but don't be like me be better than me because i remember after the naughty school i think was it the, uh, after the naughty school after the naughty school my mom had petitioned my mom was like that karen she's fully telling everybody right that you know this is a hypothetical by the way but you know imagine imagine your kid getting caught with sweeties in their pockets walking out the shop and she's telling them that i would have never done that like she would stand for me like and I sometimes i used to sit in the corner of the room like this woman might need to calm down because I'm guilty of most of these things. But, you know, I remember, I remember once admitting it and I, and, oh, 
the repercussion I had to pay. I know it sounds terrible, but I lied. I said, I didn't lie. Maybe I didn't lie. I just didn't tell the truth. I just didn't tell the truth. Because after she once went ham for me, like going ham, like she went hell for leather for me. This is my daughter. This is this and this is this, this is this. She was so right about the whole thing and about the lack of opportunity they were giving me. However, not in this occasion, because I was, I was just being a bitch. But I admitted that and she was like, the woman went nuts. She went nuts. She went nuts that she defended me and I'm admitting that I did everything they're saying and I'm admitting that actually in that one occasion, I just didn't, I couldn't give a fuck. Didn't obviously say that to my mum, but you know, that's what I felt and that's what I meant. You know what I mean? Like some days I'll be honest, I'd had enough. So I did go in there on, on level 1000, I'll be honest. But like I said, people message me all the time and talk about fitting in and I can't help but think about how many of us, my generation, we still try and fit in, don't care what you say, whether you're 20, you're not 20 because if you're my generation, you're fucking old AF, you know, I feel so, I don't know what happened to me, I literally hit 25 and that's it, like I can feel every ache in my body, but anyway, if you're my generation, you're 27, 28, and we're still trying to fit in. Don't care what anyone says. If you was a 28-year-old, walk into a bar. Let's say you've got a friend called Susie. And Susie says, come out with me and my mates. And you walk into that bar with with Susie. Or let's say, no, you're not. With, you're walking with... I don't really care. Well, if, if Susie's on your hip, if she's waiting at the table for you, doesn't really make a difference. But when you walk in there, you're not your true authentic self. Because you almost want to read how people read you before you will actually react and be yourself in the first place. Pretty normal, but realistically, how much of school and high school and the rest of life experiences, but especially life school, life experiences at high school, has that to play a part in? Like, now it's becoming trendy to be like a real weird, quirky girl. Like, but realistically, loads of us were like that at school and it just weren't accepted. You just, you was, you was like the, you was like the reject. Like, why, why would anyone, that's not a thing. Like, you know, so... We do that now. I, I know that, especially being a mom now as well, like, man, this is where I've got no mom friends, I'll be honest, because I find lots of them, like, they put on a front. They're like, oh, your kid eats vegetables? Well, mine eats vegetables and fruit and granola. Like, come on, I actually don't care what your kid is. Respectfully, though, because... I, I'm not responsible for paying their dentist bill and I'm not responsible for taking them to the doctors. I'll be honest, of course I want the best help for someone else's child, but it's their child, it's their responsibility and it's their choice, you know. But those people who say that, right, and say my kid eats this and my kid eats that and time how many days a week that they eat, ah, fucking corn, like, most of the time it's not even true. You, you get to know them, become friends with them, see their child more frequently and they eat the same shit, you know what I mean? Like, but I don't know why it's a priority to to put that out there when you first meet a mum. It's the first priority to be like, what were your labour like? Yeah, four hours. Yeah, mine was three. No gas in there. Who gives a shit? Like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Like, I can't get over. I don't believe that we, especially as women, were... were, were, were born and made in this way where we're just awfully competitive and I truly believe that comes from high school correct me if I'm wrong but I can't 
remember a day in high school where people weren't just like it was always it was always i swear even the best of friends were doing it and i just maybe i'm just too like laddish or tomboyish or whatever but i used to think the fuck like maybe i don't know but anyway back to high school I left the naughty school and after my mum had went hell for leather for me, I was finally accepted to do like my final year. I think it was like final year or 18 months something of high school. Yeah, I'd done a whole high school session like in the in the in the in the jail basically in oh my god, in that hellhole that they put me in. But they'd accepted me to do my final year in that high school. Now this was in more of a working class. Um location so these were more my kind of people now they still had way more than i had obviously i didn't tell them that they still had way more than i had however these people were way more forgiving and i remember going there you know making friends yes i got some racial shit yes i got some people just assuming that i was this and i was that just because i was just so abruptly me like i just you know like most people my husband always says, is it the politenesses, the politenesses, courtesy, the politeties. I don't know what the word is. If you know the word, comment it. Polite niceties. If you thought of that and you commented before I got it, you know what? Gold sticker to you. But the niceties, my husband always says, you know, you can add some niceties. And get forgive me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not just like, Bleh. but if someone says, what don't you like about my outfit? I will say, well, I would never have worn them trousers with those shoes. My husband thinks I should have said. Me, I personally wouldn't wear your outfit, but I love it. Like, that's not true. I was like that at school. And that just wasn't received well. And I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. Because I'm just like, I was never really rude, you know. Yeah, I kicked some of your asses, but some of you deserved it. Like, some of you really deserved it. Oh, my God. One of them, actually, now I'm thinking, I'm getting triggered. One of them is now apparently a boxer. This boy, he's stuck. Anyone who went to school, we don't even comment that boy's name, right? The boy stabbed me in the leg. I was doing nothing. In math, math, he stabbed me in the leg with a whole pen. Tell, I, you know what? We're, we're digressing. But he's apparently a boxer now. But you know, him, he deserved to get his ass beat. Don't just come and stab me. It went through my trousers, but you know, see, I'm spitting there. I'm getting through my trousers, though. Do you see what I mean, though? Like, people always wanted me to be on this class clown shit. And when I was trying to get an education, people were triggering me because they thought I was like, oh, let's ride the police so she can be the class entertainment. Do you understand? Stab me in the leg thinking I'm going to take it as a friend. No, I beat his ass. I beat his ass. No, sorry, I shouldn't really like say that, should I? But it's triggered me. Don't even tell me his name. I don't want to hear it. I don't even know. I do know his name. Don't want to hear it. Anyway, went to the secondary school and finished there. People were way more forgiving, but I did find myself still getting a few labels. But I remember it's like year 11, year 10. And we had this like, is it like a PHSE teacher or something? I could never be arsed with that shit. Things that were just, ugh. PHSE and then like I remember in that the posh school that I went to you got to take like loads of academic different classes so there's like a set, a, set of girl, a set of girls who have chosen health and social care and they get to do that three times a week for an hour and they said like I'm going to health and social care and I was like I'm going to not give a shit because 
I couldn't give a shit and I'd go outside and smoke because I really was like a troubled child. However, I remember some guy, is it PSAT? I don't know what it is. If it's anything else, let me know. But he came and he was like, right, so everybody, I'm going to talk to you about a CV. I'm like, CV? CV? What jobs do we want? And here's everyone saying that, I want to be an air hostess, I want to be a pilot, I'm going to be a footballer, I'm going to be this. Now, I'll be honest, anyone who said they were going to be a footballer player, I just didn't believe them. That's really sad, actually. I just thought you're being delusional. Think, be realistic. That's really sad because there's nothing unrealistic about that, but me, I thought, de la dreamer. That was like my was my dad. Do you know what? That's what just poured out of me, de la dreamer. That is what my father's dad calls his kids when they like come out with something that just seems so if my husband says right now like oh i'm gonna run a fucking marathon he'll go dear like dreamer right when will you come back to the earth <laughs> that's what i was thinking at the time like come the fuck on and me i'm like what do i want to be i actually don't know i don't even know i don't even know if i want to go college at this point i'm so scarred by this whole experience and i remember thinking I'm fucked. I, I, I'm fucked. Like, I am fucked. All I know is I need to earn money and I want to earn money. So he went about his business. I never wrote a CV because I just couldn't take the man seriously. And I went about my way, went about my business. Something happened. I can't remember what it was. But then it led to me no longer being allowed to be at the school or oh, the whole prom. You know what? If they're still doing this, I, 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 this is not really relevant, but it kind of is. If these people are still doing this, I want you to take this clip and forward it to all of them. You should be ashamed of yourself setting an end of year prom for hundreds of students and isolating two or three of them. That is the most disgusting thing you can do to people. Like, come on. Like, come on. Like, I was meant to go to prom. They said I was allowed to go to prom. It was based on great behaviour. Yeah, of course, if you've done craziness, of course, maybe there should be a bit of a restriction or maybe you could just go, like, get dressed up for prom and take pictures but not be allowed in the venue where it's unmanaged. Get it? I was allowed to prom. Had a whole prom date and everything, right? About three days before the prom, I'd bought everything they said, or maybe five days, Aaliyah can't go to prom because of her behaviour throughout the year. So they're not even saying last week. Not that anything happened the last week. And I was really behaved because I thought, whoa, my brother wasn't allowed to go to prom. My sister was too ghetto to go to prom. I want to be the only one to go to prom. They were like, Aaliyah can't go to prom. I'm like, you what? There's people in this school right now way more ghetto than me, hanging around with drug dealers outside this school, right? And you're telling me I can't go to prom. I was so upset and that level of isolation and i remember the kids made it a thing and they thought they were being supported but deep down they kind of knew you know they were like oh Aaliyah, why don't you just come and watch us and then like oh, oh i was pissed and i did go and watch them because I was, I was friends with some of them you know and i remember my mom driving me there in a fucking peugeot 206 that she just got she finally passed the test like six months before so she was fucking all over the shop driving i'm just like following these fucking limousines and and coaches and whatever else they'd hired to go to prom 
they all get off the, the, the coach, whatever, whatever they can hide, you know, the transport in their dresses and stuff and their suits. And you know what they tell me? <gasps> such and such is like on drugs. This person's like ketamine in the back of the thing. This person's taking coke in the back of the in the limousine. I never touched a drug in my life. Mm. I'd never touched a drug in my life. I'll be completely honest. I'd been exposed to, I don't know if I can say this, like a plant, you know, a plant that kind of looks like a four leaf clover, but nothing more, right? No, I, I'm being honest now, nothing more, right? I, I don't go do deal with any of that now at my big age but back then i only had ever and i'm reason why i'm being honest is because one i don't want to lie and two i'm sure these people would literally run to the comments and be like she was a massive chong head you know i, I wasn't i kind of was but i wasn't you know anyway we're, we're, we're sidetracking here now we're sidetracking they'd all got off this coach right all dolled up like that and was highest in kites here i am i'm meant to be the aggressive i'm meant to be the aggressive threat to the world stone cold sober as a judge all drunk as well by the way i'm just like they make me i they want me in my little downwear because i did not i am not showing up to that venue in my dress right for no reason like don't embarrass me because i was a tomboy so i ain't gonna wear that dress for no reason I remember going there and they're all taking pictures and i'm watching them and these teachers were like just make sure she leaves like what am i like it's like this is crazy like they treat me like a suicide bomber like that is madness that's some madness like and i swear to you maybe i'm scorned but i swear i was like that experience that experience alone has actually scarred me i'm not joking because i actually don't feel like i didn't do anything well or you know behave to as best as some half of them did there was people there who had been so awful throughout the year still attending that prom but me and even now, when I go into social social situations, especially being on social media, when like, this is all part of parts of social media, but I do think that kind of triggers me more when it comes to it, like brands, they pick certain people who fit a certain narrative and it, it pisses me off. It pisses me off so much, like, because I don't fit their narrative. But then when they see my numbers, they're like, oh, can we work with you? No. No, Brad, we broke, thank you. Bye. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, what the heck? Or I get brands, right, who want to give me something gifted, and I'll be honest, I don't really like to do gifted because it always ends up being way more than it would have been if it was paid. It, the, people who want gifts, they want an arm and a leg. They want an arm and a leg and content in, delivered immediately, and it's just not worth the hassle for me. I'll be honest. I want to do something that pays me more emotionally than just a free fucking top whatever but if sometimes if it's like you know beneficial like for gifts or whatever i'll do it right they will post so many people so many people's gifted content they will never post me why because i don't fit that but you know what when my social platform goes from like here to here and i'm going to say this right now on the 12th of january 2024 i'm not playing this year right and when it goes from here to here watch all of those brands here right jump back in here and you know what i will say no thank you because you got to stay true to yourself and that's just that
period but anyway we left school we she says we i left school and i got a job i had a job at bank fashion um it's a retail store it was a retail store it went into liquidation it was connected to jd but i remember i was what i i, I was one of the oldest in the year so i left school and i was still was i i don't know was i 15 was i 15, 16 i don't fucking know i don't actually know i don't know I actually don't know it anymore. I don't know. 2013, when was that? What are we in now? 2024. How old am I now? I was 16. Okay. I was 16. And I remember, although I'd had a side job with my dad, I'm working for my dad. It's very different to working with strangers, right? I was kind of like, I went into this job and I remember looking around thinking, no one's prepared me for this. Like, I've got a manager who's about 40 got an assistant manager like and this was like this 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 i have do you know i'm going to say his name because anyone who knows who worked there will be like oh my god that guy he's now he's a living legend but back then he was a fucking nightmare it was like this six foot two gay guy called neil the most flamboyant yet annoying yet meticulous yet oh my god He'd stand there and gossip for 35 minutes. You couldn't turn around and look at your fucking shadow without him asking you what the fuck you're doing. I'd never been around people like that. So I had him. I had the lady called Rachel. She was lovely. And then I'm just put in a position with like loads of like 25-year-olds. I don't think there was anyone who was my age. Actually, I was Christmas temp, so there was a couple of people who was like 18 or whatever. But Christmas went by. I got the permanent job. I don't think any of them did. And I remember just being like, no one ever prepared me for this. And when people are like talking to you in that working environment when you've just left school, they're not saying, how was school? How was it leaving? They're like, they expect you to be an adult. And it's like, wait, who, wh wh where, where was this transition? Who told me about any of that? Who, who, no, you know what I mean? Like, it was chaos. And, and I want to normalize that. And I want to normalize that, like, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do until like two years ago, maybe a year ago. Like, and I'm 27. I'm a 27. I'm looking, looking at my calendar. 27. I think I'm 27. I'm 27. Yeah, I'm 27. I'm 27 years old. I had no clue what I wanted to do until last year. And I've done every single job. And let me just put it out there. I've done few in worked in a funeral directors. I worked in finance. I've worked in additional education. I've worked in a warehouse. I've worked in hospitality. I've worked in care. I've worked in mental health. I have girls put in work. You understand? Like I have worked. Trust me. I am not work shy, but I never knew like what I wanted to do. And I can't help but go back and think about what my man was saying, PHSE. What do you want to do? What do you want to be? Like, what? How the fuck do I know? Why is it not more normalised that, you know what? You probably don't know what you want to do or where you want to go. But you know what? It's it's good to maybe, I don't know, pick three things what you like. You know, other than being like, let me commit now to being a fucking sailor. Like, oh, I don't know, man. But the whole reason why I made this whole podcast is because I call it a high school dropout. Because obviously, as you probably guess now, throughout this whole thing, that was, I kind of feel like that was me. And I can't help but feel, I can't help but feel like, not that I'm a huge success now. However, where I came from, how I came from, where I was raised, my experiences in life and high school, 
not one person ever predicted me to be here like and that's not on the internet with a hundred thousand followers nah, nah that's not it no one expected me to be the woman that i am today just a fact i get so many people saying oh my god i cannot believe that's alia you know i wasn't going to say this but i'm going to say it so many people call me leah and it pisses me off. it pisses me off but it's kind of my own fault because I remember when I went to school, and this is, we're digressing, but I'm going to have to tell you, I went to school and I remember someone saying to me, being like primary school, like, oh, your name's Aaliyah. And they were like, basically mocking it in like a, and basically saying that I was like Pakistani and I'm obviously not Pakistani, but even if I was like, what's the issue? And then they started like racially remixing my name and and then people making out they couldn't pronounce it like but, but and i know you might be like what like but back then i was the only Aaliyah, like other than the lady that passed and then god rest her soul but other than the lady the singer that had passed i was the only Aaliyah. so everybody made out like i'd basically tell them my name is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious do you understand and i was like whatever just call me leah and then like i remember when they removed me and I got sent to that naughty school. I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm just going to be who I am. And I said my name is Aaliyah and I remember changing it on like Bebo or whatever and everybody damn right thinks I'm making it up. Like, I, like I've just renamed myself Aaliyah, like I've rebranded myself Aaliyah. I'm like, are you dumb? I remember, I remember getting my mum to get my birth certificate out and take a picture and, and I sent it to like half the fucking people I went to school with because I was like, are you delusional? Are you on smack? So I know that even some of those people, they message me to this day and it, it, I'll be honest, it really does pissed me off but i'm a much better person than than i was back then but you know my name's Aaliyah. my name is clearly Aaliyah on, on whatever social platform you're contacting me on and it's not my number because we're not friends like that and you're telling me i can't believe that's you leah like my name's Aaliyah, but thank you you know what i mean like and so many of my friends moms who watched watched me in school are like i can't believe that's her and some of them it pisses me off that some of them rate my success on my social platform it really does because i was so successful in life without social media like i and i say that humbly like my biggest thing is find your success within you before you find it through other people because other people come and go you never leave yourself you know and yeah that's just that i really wanted to talk about it and i hope i haven't waffled on too much and i hope that whoever's listening to this that some of you can relate in some kind of way and just normalize that it's okay to find you after school you know it's okay to be 18 and 20 and 21 and 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 still be looking for who you are it's okay to be 30 and 40 and 45 and still not know who you are it's actually okay to feel like you know who you are go through a long part of your life or a big part of your life and then actually refine yourself and the version you find is not the same person that you know or remember like that is so normal i feel like we carry forward so many things and so many traumas through this one experience which i just wish we could change it and i really do hope it's changed we'll only find out when my children go to school and i can only teach them what i had to learn the hard way but that is me for now i really hope you enjoyed this podcast if you are watching on youtube please do subscribe drop me a like and drop me a comment let's get to 100 subs on youtube 100 subs a thousand subs <laughs> a thousand subs on youtube please 
And if you're listening on any other platform, make sure you give us a like, a follow. I can't speak, can I? Make sure you give us a follow and make sure you leave a five-star review. If it's any less than five stars, I don't want it. And if you don't feel like I deserve it right now, just hang around and we'll get it later because I'm pretty damn sure that this is helping some of you. And for those who it isn't, DM me and... I will keep things anonymous. We will chat about anything that you want to chat about. These are just things that I have kept close to me. And I feel like if more people spoke honestly about, then maybe I wouldn't have struggled so much coming to terms with them. So I'm just speaking purely on my own experiences right now. But if you have got anything, DM me. Everything's kept anonymous and we'll chat about it. But I will see you in the next episode on Wednesday. I wonder if any of my teachers watch me. That would be freaking hilarious and equally damaging for them not for me <laughs>